maybe this time Jesus will come and have a beer well, at Dubco. Jesus, doesn't Jesus make bread out of fish or something? What is it that he does? Wine out of water? Water no, out of wine? No, I think he's able to like clone bread or something. I am a very, I, you know, I did grow up very Catholic. So I'm pretty sure he pretty bad I'm pretty that sure i he, don't like, know this bread and he can feed an army or something i think so maybe i'm mixing up my mythologies <laughs> our, our religious possible. myths this is clearly a beer and coffee podcast not a religion podcast anyways that's <laughs> all to say that well i because i'm saying if he can if i'm not saying anything actually that's let's it. just move on <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to A-Grade, the podcast where a college professor and a middle school teacher taste, review, and grade America's best coffee roasters, craft breweries, and more. We have new episodes every Monday morning at 7 a.m. And you can check out our bonus content on patreon.com slash A-Grade podcast for behind the scenes pictures, videos, full scorecard, report card sheet of every place we've ever visited, and lots of other shenanigans there. So again, pop on over to patreon.com slash podcast. If you're interested in that bonus content, there should be a link in the description as well to become an A-grader yourself. My name is Joe, and I am joined as always, of course, by... Hey, everybody. I'm Jackie. And if you can't tell by the sound of my voice, I'm very excited this week. Yes. But I feel like I say that every week. I think we're always excited, but especially this week. It's true. I, <laughs> I like talking about coffee roasters and craft breweries. What can I say? So... Why don't we get right into it then? Because it's been a while since we recorded. We are back on Long Island and we went to a brewery this week that has been on the top of our list for a while because it is a very popular and highly regarded brewery. And that, of course, is Destination Unknown Brewing Company. Yes. Dubco for short. Where is it? Bayshore, New York. Is it Bayshore? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, so this is one that has definitely been on our list for a while. It's been on my personal list for a while. Wait, I should back up and give some preamble context. I know we said let's just back up, back up. But I mean, we we usually go into how we found these places, anyways. And basically, I have visited Dubco before. I told you, but it was like five years ago. I I think they've been around maybe a little longer than that. They opened in two thousand and fourteen. Yeah. Okay. So I I think I went not too long after they opened. I did my research this time. I did not. Well, I did because I originally went there, like I said, four or five years ago, because I had been finding cans of theirs pretty quickly after they opened. There was some really good stuff. Uh, They had this abuse of powder IPA series for a while that was really good. And the problem with when I visited them back four or five years ago was I also visited Great South Bay Brewing on my way to Dubco. And then by the time I got to sushi for lunch, I was pretty browned out. So I don't really remember Dubco or I didn't remember Dubco going in. So I was like, well, I'm excited to retry Dubco and see how it actually goes because I honestly didn't really remember it. And so, yeah, it's been on my list for a while for all of those reasons. But we decided now's the time because we have been hearing a lot about it. It's one of those breweries that I feel like gets a really good reputation around. You you hear people talking about it and a lot of people do enjoy it. So we said, yeah, let's check it out. Right. Absolutely. And just for those people that are new to the podcast, the four categories that we're going to grade are atmosphere and ambiance, service, beer, and food. From there, we'll total up our grades. We'll each give our own overall grade, and then we will fight to the death for the overall podcast grade. Well, I don't know if I'm willing to fight to the death, but I'll certainly, I'll grapple, I'll wrestle. 
Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, live on the podcast. You won't be able to see it. I but think I might win because I'm going in with fighting to the death vibes. That, <laughs> spoken like a true death fighter, I must admit. So I think since maybe we'll, you're really, really excited, maybe you can start us off with atmosphere and ambiance this time. I feel like we're going to disagree a lot on this brewery. Me too, actually. <laughs> Me Which too. Which is funny because yes. sometimes we kind of look at each other before we start because as we always say, we never share our letter grades beforehand. And even we try to hide our reactions oftentimes because we don't want to, we want to save it for the podcast, right? But sometimes we kind of know, oh yeah, this is either a really good experience or a really not so good experience. But I think we're going to be all over the place here with our assessments. But anyways, yeah, let's get into it with atmosphere and ambiance. So uh, driving up, I mean, it's kind of one of those breweries that's off the highway, maybe a couple minutes, which is pretty common. That's pretty typical. And some of the best places we've been to, whether they're craft breweries or coffee roasters, uh, Mongo's comes to mind, right? Where it's just in this light industrial complex off a kind of pseudo highway. And it's amazing. It's one of the best coffee roasters we've ever been to and, and that we love. So you never know what you're going to get with these types of places. So I was kind of uh, very excited for those reasons. And you pull up and it's a very just unassuming edifice, I guess. It, it's sort of in that similar, almost light industrial like complex vibe, at least. That's what it felt like to me. And there was a bakery next to it that, what did it say on the bakery? Jesus is life. I, I'm not sure if the bakery was Jesus is life bakery or if they were just huge fans, but that initially threw me off. I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. And there was a sign that said bread open. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. So we were, and we could see the sign next to it for Destination Unknown uh, Beer Company. Is it brewing or beer brewing. company? Brewing company. Uh, so we were like, okay, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> going in. Um, it, it was kind of the stark contrast that was really ironic and funny to me to see Destination Unknown Dubco Brewing Company right next to Jesus's life. Uh, yeah. The. It was just a funny contrast. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess that was I didn't know the destination at at this. Well, point. I mean, when we were in when we were in Philly at Victory, we were talking about maybe the Pope would come and have a beer at Victory Brewing. Maybe this time Jesus will come and have a beer well, at Jesus, Dubco. Jesus doesn't Jesus make bread out of fish or something? What is it that he does? Wine out of water. Water no, out of wine? No, I think he's able to like clone bread or something. I am a very, I, you know, I did grow up very Catholic, so I'm pretty sure it's he pretty bad I'm pretty that sure I he, don't like, know takes this. Bread and he can feed an army or something. I think so. Maybe I'm mixing up my mythologies. <laughs> our <laughs> our religious myths. This is clearly a beer and coffee podcast, not a religion podcast. Anyways, that's <laughs> all to say that. Well, because I'm saying if he can, if I'm not saying anything actually. That's Let's it. just move on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyways, we um, <laughs> that threw us off. Uh, again, I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. It was just kind of funny, right? Yes. It just kind of stood out to us. Sorry to my mom who raised me with those religious values as a child. I think they're paying off. Uh, I think so. <laughs> anyways, so outside, yeah, it was pretty unassuming as well. They, it looked like they had picnic tables or whatever and heat lamps, but nothing was really active. I mean, we got there early. We got there basically shortly after they opened. And honestly, just to kind of move along, I mean, inside, I thought it was really cool. It was really well designed inside. There's kind of almost a nautical-ish theme. They, they do have a compass in their logo. And that's kind of what I was expecting. Almost, I don't know, piratey vibes or something like that, or navigation vibes, which makes sense because it's on the South Shore of Long Island, New York. And 
a lot of other, whether it's breweries or restaurants around here or other businesses, they they lean into that nautical theme. And I actually really like it. I like themes that reflect the local culture, the community, that sort of vibe. Right. And I did actually do a little bit of research because the name Dubco and the idea of Destination Unknown was really interesting to me, really unique. It's a brewery that I like what the name implies. So I looked it up to see what the vision behind the brewery was. And straight from their website, it says that the name comes from a never-ending sense of exploration and experimentation. World travel and experiencing new cultures has been a passion of ours for many years. The diversity of the world and its cultures lends inspiration to our craft every day. So I think that is Mm. kind of, now that I read that, I was like, yeah, that is actually present in what we see around the brewery. Mm. However, they did use the wrong it's. So the punctuation is incorrect. Oh, they're lucky. They're lucky the writing <laughs> professor didn't read it. I just F had to put grade. that out there. <laughs> no, I see that all the time. There was another brewery we were at. I don't want to name it because I don't know if I'm thinking of the right one. But I remember their website, just in their beer descriptions, like every other one had multiple grammatical errors. And it really <laughs> yeah. kind of peeved me as a, yeah. as a writing professor. But yeah, uh, that's interesting context to hear because... I mean, honestly, I, I don't have a ton more to say about the atmosphere and ambiance inside. I thought it was really cool overall. There were some really cool art designs on the walls. There were some uh, really nice wooden tables. They had an upstairs deck overlooking the main floor room with some seats. So you could sit up there almost in like a balcony. They had a back area with what looked like barrel aged beers in, in the back where some families were. There weren't many people there. And above the bar, they had this beautiful kind of illustrative black and white chalk almost i don't think it was chalk but it was chalk themed design i i I would describe it as of the brewing process starting with how they mash up the the malts and you know they mix it with stuff and that moves on through the the fermenting process eventually to the bottling and it was illustrative it was like just sketches kind of of that process so that was really cool so overall, I, I thought that all really stood out to me. And the one thing that I didn't like in terms of atmosphere and ambiance was, and the fermenter tanks were also through like this weird little doorway. You could kind of see where they do the brewing, but you there was a tank right in the way, so you couldn't actually see the full facility, which was kind of a bummer, but I get it. You fit what equipment you can, where you can, how you can in a space that you have to work with. But the one thing I didn't like, again, was the fact that there was no seating at the bar. I was going to say that. I, I was actually... That was going to be my critique as well. Yeah, it kind of threw me off just because it seemed like everything else about that space made sense. And I, I get why you would do that, especially if you're hosting large events. You want people just be able to, to go up and get beer or whatever. But you can have a space to do that and still have seats at the bar. I mean, again, it's their business. It's their business model. Whatever they think works best, uh, I'm sure makes sense to them. But you know us. We love sitting at a bar. We love talking to the people there. I mean, even Uber Geek sort of has a hybrid system where they do have exactly that. Half of the bar is kind of sanctioned off, I, I believe, for uh, people ordering beers or whatever. And then there's a bunch of seats, too, still for that kind of vibe as well. So that was my one sort of big um, observation with what maybe I would have liked more along those lines. Yeah, and we've seen bar seating in general at all different levels of uh, breweries that have different levels of popularity, right? We have seen bar seating in really, really big 
breweries and we've seen it in really small breweries. So it can be done with the right thought. And I think when there is bar seating, it leads to a more intimate feel in your brewery and less industrial because I did like visually the way everything looked in Dubco. I loved the art on the walls. I loved the name of the brewery. I liked a lot about it, but there was some thing missing for me. It was a little bit cold, a little bit impersonal. There was a little something missing for me. And I don't want to go too far into service, but that might have been where the disconnect came for me. And I think that the service does bleed into everything. But my overall experience felt like something was missing. I wanted to love it. And in my brain, I was like, wow, everything looks really cool. But there was something. Well, I get why people certainly do really enjoy it. And I, I could see it being really fun, especially with events and that sort of thing. But of course, we have to also talk about none other than the bathrooms as part of our atmosphere and ambiance. Yes, Wait. I did take a lot of pictures. Cue the toilets. You got to leave a little space there for the toilet flushing sound. Yes. It's really, I'm learning a lot with, <laughs> with this audio editing. Yeah, so pictures. Yeah, I did add a bunch of pictures and take some videos of the bathroom yeah. because it was very unique. Mm. And I have them on the Patreon Google Drive, the bonus content that you would get if you signed up for Patreon for as little as $3 a month. You can see pictures of bathrooms all over the world. Who doesn't want to pay? Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want to pay for the price of a... a, of a one happy coffee. hour less than a happy hour <laughs> beer you can see all the bathrooms around america and possibly the world and even some of the really cool bathrooms like that there are some good bear. ones the bear bathroom the girl riding human, a bear human robot human had robot a brewing had a really interesting bathroom po boy yes. brewing has a really interesting bathroom i'm telling you i think it's worth seeing yes that's why we take the pictures but yeah, I do have to talk about the bathroom because the bathroom was one of the stranger bathrooms I've ever been in. And it was kind of weird because there was a I think there was a woman's bathroom and then there was just a all purpose bathroom. There was no men's bathroom. So I only went in one of them. But the one I went in was definitely one of the strangest bathrooms I've ever been in because it was so and I'm kind of glad because I feel like the last few bathrooms we've reviewed, I haven't had much to say. They've just been very bland. And this one was utterly bland. There was nothing on the walls. It was kind of just old, but it was it was pretty clean. Yes. I, I thought it was pretty clean. And the door had a ton of bumper stickers on it. Of all different breweries. All different breweries, like a lot of local ones, but I think even some around the country. And it was really weird because that was so starkly contrasting to just no other details in the bathroom whatsoever. There were some other problems, however. <laughs> Mostly that if you Come looked on. up, there was kind of a hole in the ceiling above the toilet. Yes. I think it was an... I don't know if it was an air vent and that was dust or mold, but <laughs> something was going on with that air air thing uh, uh, above me. So I don't know what that I was. I almost wanted to put my mask on or hold my breath a little bit. I, no, I don't Toxic know. Toxic air. I, yeah, no, I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it, it was anything, but it stood out to me. There was also something that I'm dying. I've been waiting for a full day to figure out if you notice this because it's really obvious, are, but are you, sometimes you don't notice. Are you accusing really me of not, things. are you accusing me of not noticing the fact <laughs> That there was one <laughs> faucet turner thing? Yes. Okay. So for some reason, there was you literally couldn't get hot water to wash no. your hands. Because the, it had those knobs. It wasn't like a handle or an automatic thing. It was a knob that you would turn. You turn. And the one for hot water was just gone. It was just a metal rod or whatever. And the cold water one, when you turned it, it didn't stop turning. So you had to find... <laughs> You had to keep turning it till it turned off. And if you turned too far, it went back on. It went back on. 
Yeah. And I was like, I'm in this never ending loop. I'm never yeah. going to be able to turn off the water. Yeah. It's it's over. I'm just going to flood the whole place. So one of one of the more <laughs> bizarre bathroom experiences I've had in a while. It was probably the strangest bathroom to me since we, we remember that one we went to in uh, Connecticut at that coffee roaster where they had like the cord in the wall or whatever. Yeah. Or, or the and we one couldn't at, figure it out. Yeah, we couldn't figure out the cord in the wall. It was like, or the one that had water pipes coming out of the side. Yeah, there was one with there was one one at La Colombe in uh, Philadelphia that just had a chair next to the toilet. Yeah, and we've we, seen some very strange things. Which again, you can see <laughs> in, on Patreon.com/slash A Great Podcast. Yes, there are pictures of all of them. I do go into the bathroom with my phone and take lots of pictures. This one I took yeah. a video so that you could see it all. So how was the other bathroom though? It was better. It, it was fine. It was very bland. They okay. had the stickers on the wall as well, but there was nothing memorable. It, there was no mm. broken faucet. There was no holes okay. in the ceiling. It was fine. Okay. All right. So do you have anything else or are you ready for letter grade? No, I'm ready for letter grade. Okay. The only last comment that I'm going to put out there was that the music was great. There was really nice beats. And there was good music. Low yeah. key music. Yeah. No real lyrics. It was beats and it was really nice. So I got to assess this on a couple levels. First of all, when I think atmosphere and ambiance... We've said this before. It comes down to how comfortable you are, how much you want to stay there. Um, I don't know. C is satisfactory, which means average. There was a lot I really liked about it. I mean, again, I feel as if it starts to get into these other categories of service and beer and food that we'll talk about, right? Like if a place has certain food options that another place doesn't, that ties into how comfortable you are and how much you want to stay there too, right? So overall, I thought there there was a lot of really nice attention to detail. Again, there were really comfortable seats upstairs, but there wasn't that setup, like we said, where we could sit down by the bar. I'm going to go with, and again, this is my gut instinct. I'm sort of trusting myself now more and more to just go with what does my gut really tell me? And again, people may agree or disagree with that. And I feel like they would and they should, honestly, especially with this brewery. I could see people going there and being like, oh, this is an A-grade atmosphere and ambiance for me. I absolutely love it. And I wouldn't argue that with them, whereas we've been to other places and I would say you're you're crazy. But for me and my experience and everything that we've said, I'm going to go B minus for atmosphere and ambiance. I feel as if that's where I land. I think it's definitely above average, but I wasn't blown away like some of these other places I've been. Again, it's good, but I mean, go to Patreon and look at some pictures and you'll sort of maybe see where I'm coming from a little bit more clearly. But what do you think? So it's so funny because I thought we were going to disagree and I thought you were going to give the atmosphere and ambiance actually a little bit higher. So I wrote down my grade beforehand so that... Don't tell me. It's not a B minus. Take a look what I wrote. I wrote it down (sighs) beforehand. This is... I'm canceling the podcast. (laughs) This is disgusting. I did give it a B minus as well for all the reasons that you said. And for me... Well, I am right. That's true. (laughs) When you put it that way, I actually understand. All right, in that case, I'm going to a C. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, burn. (laughs) No, I I agree with everything you're saying. There were a lot of things I liked, but there was also those missing pieces for me. Yeah, it it, it was still good. And it's still above average. C is average, still above average, but B minus felt really accurate. I feel like, too, I've talked to people, because like I said, it's one of the more popular breweries. I've definitely talked to people who I think would characterize it as like higher grade and lower grade. So that sort of makes sense to me for for those reasons. It might too. also depend on when you go, what time you go, yeah, what events, events are yeah, happening, right. whether there's a food truck there or not. If you could sit outside, if yeah, you're going to go to the Jesus's Life Bakery. <laughs> for a snack. <laughs> for a snack, if they're open. So I think all that is fair. Okay, so uh, beer. 
service. No, service. I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead. And I start now. So what, what do you think about service? So I'm going to just try to say this as good as possible, but it was a pretty below average service experience for me. Interesting. Um, When we walked in, we didn't really have any conversation with the beer tender. There was nobody else there. And I did not feel like comfortable engaging in a conversation with the beer tender. He almost felt a little bit standoffish, like he did not want to be there. And we were bothering him by asking for beers. He never said anything or did anything to make me feel that way. But there was something about his attitude and his vibe that he was giving off. Like even to the point where we were standing there and he was standing there and I didn't know if we should order our flight yet or not. (laughs) And you actually were like, oh, you're ready for us. And he's like, yeah. Well, he was so he to your point, he was because I think we were talking about flights when he was helping somebody else. And. He said, oh, are you going to get flights too? And I said, "I said, oh, yeah, definitely. And then we were still talking because we were kind of to the side. We weren't directly in front of him. And then at a certain point, it got quiet. And I turned and he was just staring at me. And he was like, and I said, oh, are you ready? And he said, yeah, what do you want? And I was like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> like, and then it kind of threw me off. Yeah, it was um, really weird and a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I sort of got the vibe that uh, it was kind of one of those situations where if I maybe were a regular or something, or if I talked to regulars, they'd be like, oh, that's Charlie. That's just how Charlie is. You know, it was, yeah, it maybe was very, quiet. Yeah, it was very much that vibe to me. But I sort of agree with with what you're saying. And even it reminded me of some other experiences where, yeah, there wasn't just much opportunity or reason for conversation. Whereas when we go to other places, it feels more natural in that sense, which I mean, that's, you know, maybe just the the time and and day that we went or whatever. But I did try to push the issue eventually when I went back for either my second or third flight where I was like, all right, I got to try to get something. And I said to you, I was like, ask him what his favorite beer is. Let's get some some feedback, which which I did uh, get some some feedback on. I mean, he he did uh, explain to me. I asked what his favorite IPA was because I had quite a few IPAs and he was like, this one it's the new one. It's good. And I was like, okay. Um, and then I started to talk to him a little bit about that. Um, what do you call it? Not style of beer, that line of beers, because it's a it's like the a series. One a.m. Ferry. Yeah, the one a.m. Ferry. Called, yeah, uh, which so that, is, had a cool story. Well, so that was the thing. I I got that, and I felt like wow, all of these beers probably have cooler stories. But I feel kind of awkward asking like, well, what about this one? What about this? They one? all have great one? names, the yeah. beers, and they had. We'll get into this later, but they had twenty beers on tap. Yeah. So there's a lot of opportunity to you would want to ask questions because there's so many options that yeah. I think a beer tender that would give you some feedback, especially when we were there because there was us and one other group of people there. It wasn't like they were swamped and we yeah. couldn't have a conversation because he was really busy. It was empty and we couldn't get any kind of feedback yeah. really on the beer. Well, yeah. And I'm going to take it a step further. The minute we walked away. He was on the phone doing whatever, looking as bored as you could ever look. And I know I don't want to be harsh. We're not going to say any names. We're not going to say any time that we've been there. We don't want to get anybody, you know, in trouble or anything like that. But 
it was a pretty bad service experience in my opinion well i mean it's it, i have to be honest no it's the re- it's the reality of of the situation that we find ourselves in right i mean again in general i thought it was i mean it wasn't anything above average certainly it wasn't anything that we really hope for when we go to a brewery again different places they sort of look i i think they they consider different vibes themselves but i feel like it was a really missed opportunity and the one thing that i will say as a bonus that probably does affect my service grade a little bit and kind of struck me as weird was because i i actually asked for water and this is another strange thing that they didn't offer water they sold i think they charged me for water bottles because i wouldn't imagine that they actually gave them I, i didn't get a receipt when i paid so i don't know but anyways they just had water bottles and i went to the bathroom and when I came back, he actually, you said that he brought it upstairs, which is actually kind of an A-grade service move, in my opinion. Yeah, that's interesting. So mm-hmm. that, like, that kind of throws me off because I'm like, well, if you're willing to do that, like, give me <laughs> give me something else. Give me something he more. He might just, we might have caught him on a bad day. Maybe yeah. he's not a naturally chatty person, yeah. right? Some people are more stoic and quiet. Yeah. So, so I don't know. What, what do you think? Because I think that does matter. Like, that is something that like, and that's what throws me off because I'm like, I've had above average service experiences where they still wouldn't do that. <laughs> like, because so I, I'm kind of trying to balance and, and calculate all of that. But I'm pretty confident in my score. What do you think? I think a D minus. Oh, wow. I, I, Interesting. I feel like we've been too many places where the service is so good. And we've been places where people don't necessarily have big, long conversations with us, but it's still satisfactory. This felt to me below satisfactory. I felt uncomfortable. I wouldn't have had a conversation. I think it infiltrated every area of the experience and might be part of what that missing piece was for me. And I, the more and more we do this podcast, service is so important. It changes an experience. Well, I think it makes, we you, just gave, it makes you want to come back. Too. We just gave barrier. Yeah, right. Exactly. The places we've been back are the places where we've had great service Well, barrier is a perfect example. Barrier. Where, where we walked in and the servers were talking with another employee off um off shift yeah and we asked where do we sit and they're like oh come over hang out with us wherever come sit with us a totally different everybody we talked to at barrier was nicer than the next we had conversations about the beer and about just life in general and you know we go to these places continuously and go back and back and back i would take a lower quality product with really high level service normally Normally, when you have good service, you have a good product. It doesn't normally yeah. differ like There's that. There's a correlation. There's a though. correlation. Yeah. But I just felt like it did infiltrate for me all the areas of my experience. And I had a blast there. I had a blast because I was there with you when we were having fun. Right. But it had nothing to do with the environment or the vibe there. I, I think I'm going to go C- minus because I agree with a lot of what you're saying. And I think it's actually a really interesting indication of our personalities and the fact right. that like... I go into these situations oftentimes really wanting and trying to have conversations with these people. I'm not saying that you don't, but you would you would agree probably in general that I'm sort of the one who tries to approach them more. 100%. You always start the conversation. You're really good with small talk and really good with finding connections among people that you talk to and getting people to open up. Me, it takes me a little bit longer. So if I feel the littlest inclination that I am annoying someone or that littlest inclination of coldness, I will back down and I will not even try to have well, a conversation, yeah, my, my- that, which is a flaw of mine, most likely. 
but the fact that you couldn't even get when you can't get someone to open up that to me is a sign that there's something happening here well my point is as well is that there are i think a lot of people who kind of fall into those personality categories so it sort of makes sense to to hear maybe in that context certainly absolutely and we might be looking for different things right so yeah, which is fine and some people might not care about that Some people don't want to so talk to their bartender that's really good to keep in mind too your tender is that this is just a personal preference thing and the experience that we had on this given day yeah fair enough and that leads us to beer which i know we're going to disagree with because yes, we are. you couldn't help yourself while we were drinking the beers um i mean i'll make this pretty quick i think in general they're uh, I can't make this quick, actually. There's <laughs> too much to say. No, so, this was beer was really interesting here. So they had 20 beers on tap. That's why I want to try to make it quick and simple, but I don't think I can. And really what stood out to me, though, if I if I did have to boil it down, is the fact that there are probably, I think we counted six New England IPAs. Seven. I wrote it down. Seven New England IPAs. And there's a lot of different stuff, too, that they're trying, like gozes with uh, all sorts of stuff, like himalayan salt pink salt and guava and they did have a stout they had a 9.9 percent double ipa that was actually i thought fantastic especially for a 9.9 percent really beer good. they had the hibiscus wheat the hibiscus wheat ale yeah so they had a lot of session ipa they had a lot of different a things pale ale, a lager but i felt in general that a lot of their beers were fine and then there were a few that were really good and so there was sort of um, a balance there. And it almost felt like they like what they're doing with trying all of this different stuff is is good. But it's also kind of like, well, again, it's going in so many different directions. It's hard to have consistently knockout beer, knockout beer, knockout beer. So I thought a lot of them. Yeah, that's kind of I think what it comes down to. A lot of them were fine. Uh, like the, the loggers. I think I said to you that the mistake going to this brewery would be to say, let me play it safe and try the normal sounding ones. Do the opposite. The weirdest ones on their menu, I think you should try because I think those are the best and those are the most unique. And that's sort of what stood out to me overall with the beer. Yeah, I think that after reading their website, experimentation is probably a good word for the beers. They are trying a lot of different things. And it sounds like whenever you go at any time of year, they are having different beers on tap and different styles and the names of the beers are really cool they offer really awesome flights as well that look visually appealing and you can get four beers in a flight so realistically you're not going to probably be able to try every type of beer unless you go back a second time yeah. we got three flights and we were done there was yeah. nothing else that we could do but overall I did not like the beers as much as you did. I thought that they were good, not great. But I was having this weird experience where I felt like a lot of the beers had a very strong aftertaste that was in my in my mouth afterwards that I couldn't quite get rid of. That's an aftertaste. So I felt like I wasn't getting a true experience of the beer because after I had one, the aftertaste was so strong. It was all I could taste. And then I would have another and then that aftertaste was so strong and they were kind of messing that was messing up the flavors of the new individual beers. A lot of them were heavy. A lot of them were bitter and hoppy. I found a couple that I liked. I thought they were in the, 
you know, they're above average. They were good beers, but the aftertaste was really strange to me. I'm not sure what caused that or why that was happening. Maybe something artificial, something strange with the aftertaste for me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel as if if I think about the fact that they were so IPA heavy, even for the fact that they had 20 beers on tap, I think I'm almost spoiled because we've been to places like Other Half Brewing, right? Where the IPAs one after another are knocked, they knock it out of the Just park. So smooth, like, like and the the identity of the hops and the blend of hops are so hard to match. And so it's almost like I'm more and more, and the same thing's true of other breweries that really lean into a particular style, like Hudson Valley, right? I mean, you get sours. I've seen you drink sours most places and you cringe at them. Whereas you go to Hudson Valley and you're like, this is an A-grade beer. So like it can be done. And it's almost as if like sometimes I go to breweries and I'm like, yeah, it's good, but it's not nearly as good as some of these other places maybe. And it's sort of... But I think that's fair because it's going to help us really give a picture of the best places out there. Well, it sort of makes me as well want to see more styles at breweries because it's like well if you're not doing as good of an ipa as some of these other places like what about these other styles i mean i remember talking to rob at uber geek and i was telling him how much i love other half's ipas and he said yeah like i wish i had that um, ability to go out and and hand select hops like they do and i was like they do that and he's like they go to washington state and he's like and yeah hand that, and he hops. said that's why i just try to make as great of an ipa as i can but try this pilsner and i'm like wow this is an a-grade pilsner this is an outstanding pilsner and he's like yeah that's really hard to do and i'm like okay that makes sense but he's trying something as well so i think dubco obviously is trying that as well like we were saying they had some really interesting beers with the, the gozas in particular um my but, favorite was the uh, Waikiki wheat, which was a hibiscus wheat. And I also yeah. liked their lager. I thought that was pretty good as well. So that you're right. I did like the lighter beers, the ones that weren't as hoppy or IPA. But you really liked that 9.9% IPA. I did. I thought the 9.9 one was really good, but really dangerous because yeah. of how good it was. That was the one. I think that was their best beer, honestly. That one is called the 1 a.m. Ferry. It was very well-rounded for that high percentage of an IPA. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. And I do want to give a shout out to the names of the beers. I thought that was great. They had some great names mm-hmm. like the Layover Lager, the Lugging Lemon Sour Ale, the Stowaway Stout, the 1 a.m. Ferry, the Gilgo. The SOS, Release the Tulips, Regarding Hops Lost. Those are really unique creative names, and I'm a sucker for that. I actually really like their Session IPA, too, which I think you didn't like, but I thought it was really good. No, and the sours were a little <laughs> bit too sour for me. <laughs> I kind of don't know what to give for a grade. I'm kind of torn between two. I know mine. Um, Can I go first? You want to go first? Yeah. I'm supposed to go first. Okay, fine. No, you go first. I think it was C. I think wow. on the scale of craft brewery beers, this was as good an average as they come. I'm, I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to go B minus because I think they definitely do a lot of experimentation, which I so encourage as opposed to just one note IPAs. And even some of their IPAs I thought were were really good. But yeah, like I, I said, you know, I think there's, there's a lot else out there as well. So I definitely liked it, um, but that's what stood out to me. And our last category is food. Uh, so this is a little uh, tricky because when we as went far to as the, I know, the food was Jesus's life. Jesus's bread. life bread, <laughs> <laughs> which is that just basically the bread you have when you have communion? I don't know. <laughs> 
But I'm sorry. What okay. were you saying? <laughs> that is a good. Uh, that was a good distraction there. Um, so when we went, there was no food truck. They do have a food truck menu on their social media pages, which is not that easy to find, by the way, but it is there. I couldn't find it. I did find it after some serious digging and there was no food truck, which is fine. We went on a weekday, so that would make sense. They are open to you bringing in your own food. So some people brought in pizza I saw when we were there and there were some snacks like Pringles. I think there were Pringles and multiple varieties of Pringles. Yes. And maybe Cheetos. Which is a very popular. Those are all very po- Those are good snacks to have at a brewery. Yeah. That's fine. Makes sense. We've been to a lot of breweries that don't have food. This is where I never know quite what to do because they do offer food trucks. They do encourage you to bring stuff in. But it did kind of stop us from drinking anymore. Again, we left to go get food. Well, we've also been to breweries too. I think it, it does come down to the fact that like... Well, yes, they have food trucks, but if they only have food trucks accessible at certain times, how do we factor that in, right? Because we've also been to breweries where, yes, they have a food truck. They don't have a kitchen, so they have a food truck, but the food food truck or food trucks are there when they open every day of the week. So, I, you know, I, I do appreciate that they obviously let you bring in outside food, but it's not like some of these other places like Human Robot they have right. a sandwich shop attached to them or right. we've been to other places where you can order directly. They have a clear relationship with the brewery. So, it, I mean, that's that's fine. That's all good and well. But um, I, I guess, I mean, I, I just go with my instinct for what stands out to me for food, which isn't, it's sort of acknowledging the fact that like there are options, but they're not easily accessible. I'm going to go with D plus for food for those reasons. And I'm going to go with C minus. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's hard to grade. It is what it's it is. It's not going to factor a lot into my experience, but I would love to see Food Truck there 24-7. Well, I think it factored into my atmosphere and ambiance grade more than anything. Like we said, I mean, these identifications of individual categories, they can't help but influence each other. But when we talk about them, we're obviously focusing on the particular aspects as per those categories themselves. Right, so. and, and for me... A perfect example of that is coming off barrier. This was our last episode, so it's fresh in my brain, and we gave an A grade. So it's kind of now going to become a bar for things that are done right. I felt that in the barrier episode, when we were talking about it, all the categories were bleeding into each other. We gave an A to atmosphere and ambiance because the service was an A. I gave an A to atmosphere and ambiance yeah, because the food was an A. The beer was, I think we gave A minus to the beer. Everything was bouncing off of each other yeah. into this awesome experience that it was really easy to say that overall this is an A because everything complements everything. Yeah. All the pieces of the puzzle came together into one thing. Dubco is a little trickier for me because there are some missing pieces. So it's hard to come up with that overall grade for me. So speaking of overall grades, can I do a drum roll? Will it come? I think so. It's showing up on the recording, but Good. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I what, what are our, our grades? And then we'll do final letter grade. Absolutely. So for atmosphere and ambiance, we both gave B minus. For service, you gave a C minus. I gave a D minus. For beer, you gave a B minus. I gave a C. And for food, you gave a D plus. I gave a C minus. I think I know. I, I'm just going with my gut for now on. So am I. <laughs> I'm ready. I, I used to calculate so, de- uh, I almost said delinquently, deliberately. <laughs> I am a delinquent. But you are a delinquent. That has nothing to do with this. Uh, three, two, one. Ready. Three, three two, two, one. one C, C plus. plus.
What? Yes. <laughs> That's not what I expected. I did not expect you to. I didn't know what I expected you to do, but I didn't expect you to agree with me. I was between. How are we going to, how are we going to wrestle? I know we can't wrestle. Well, you're lucky because I was ready to fight to the death and now no, you're no, going to survive another no, day. Now we'll just have to <laughs> drink, I guess. You will live one more day. <laughs> one more podcast. <laughs> one more episode. Ugh, got chills. <laughs> uh, I think that says everything. I mean, I, I, I think, think again. Does. There's a lot there that I definitely liked, um, but there's a lot more that kind of I it maybe expected a little bit more. Maybe my expectations were a little high. Again, it's not to say I didn't like it overall. I, I think it was still a really cool place. I would still tell people to go check it out 100%. And like I said, I mean, I definitely have friends. I definitely know people who will probably think I'm nuts and say, yo, you're crazy. That's a, an A-grade establishment. And to them, I say... Uh, drink Jesus well. is life. I say Jesus is life. <laughs> yes. Um, but I could also conversely see people going down the other way, which again, I think compared to some other places where I would say, no, you're nuts. I very strongly agree with this. Great. This is kind of all over the place. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. I think remembering C is average. C is satisfactory. Landing at a C plus is right. Exactly fair. In my opinion. I mean, the fact that we come to this, these grades totally independently says a lot and this time we had very different individual letters which you can see up probably on the score sheet but we still came to the same overall which is great freaky man freaky all right well that just about does it for this week i mean i'm glad to be back it feels like i think we were saying we haven't done an episode in a couple months because we've been backlogged on our philadelphia episodes yeah we did the series yeah. of philly and we do have some really exciting stuff to come now that we're back here in Long Island. We have another special interview coming up for our 40th episode. Yep. And we have some more travel plans coming up and a very big summer travel plan that we'll have to announce at some point we'll on the podcast. Soon. Yes. Soon. Um not sure when, but we're going to keep hyping it. Yes, definitely. But we may be going very 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 far away. Yes, we may. Reviewing moons. Ooh. Moon breweries. <laughs> moon breweries. But uh yeah, so thanks for joining us. I hope you had a good time. Um hope you enjoyed. If you did, like, share, subscribe watch more find us on more. patreon find us on patreon patreon.com slash a grade podcast for all of the background uh, behind the scenes stuff including bathroom photos yes um, there's a link in the description you can click there uh, become an a grader you want a grade too right yes and if you become an a grader we will give you a beautiful shout out on the podcast so that you can feel a little bit famous i, I never promised i will okay Jackie i will, will. Well, okay. That's that's your job now. That's not my that's not on me. Got it. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh yeah, we'll probably I don't know where we'll be next week because we have a lot more with well, we'll probably have a coffee roaster. We've been going back and forth yes. lately, but uh yeah, there's definitely more to come. So, thank you all for joining. Hope you enjoyed like I said and until next time, stay safe out there, be well, drink well, and hope to see you then. Bye. Bye-bye.